The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. Folks, it's Packers Week, so you know we're lucky enough to have Ross Kotsma back with us. Ross, thanks so much for being here, buddy. Not a problem. Thanks for having me back. I, I didn't know if you were going to actually invite me back after the last game. You know, I, I think you and I both had realistic expectations for what was going to happen in that game. Uh, I think this game is a little bit different. You know, there, there's much higher stakes. Uh, the Bears have kind of turned things around quite a bit since they got beat down by the Packers. Uh, but the, the Packers are red hot. I mean, on a five-game winning streak, I think it's going to be an interesting game. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home this year, visit GenevaJeff.com. That's G-E-N-E-V-A-J-E-F-F.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with At Properties can help you. As a third generation realtor, Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Jeff provides lots of information and market insight without any pressure so you can make an informed decision about your next real estate experience. Visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more or give Jeff a call or a text. You can definitely text him. He loves text messages. 630-254-4734. Give Jeff a call. Wonderful guy. You can't go wrong. Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties. If you do decide to go and talk to Jeff, make sure you tell him the Bear Down Report sent you. Ross, I've been excited to talk to you this whole week. Uh, as we alluded to in, in the introduction, right, things have changed quite a bit. Obviously, we talked quite a bit the last time about how the Packers have dominated this series for a very long time. And I'm kind of curious, you know, if you guys have, have noticed anything about the Bears' resurgence on offense, all of a sudden the Bears are scoring 35 points a game in their last few few games, including the Jacksonville Jaguars, which actually gave the Packers a little bit of difficulty. I'm, I'm wondering if you, you've noticed anything or, or kind of paid attention to that in any way. I, I have actually been paying attention to it, surprisingly. I, <laughs> shocking, I would say that I've been following the Bears a little bit, but you always kind of have to. And it, I, I don't know what it is. It, and I, I feel bad for you guys, to be honest with you, because you thought, Mr. Biskey, okay, we're going to get rid of him. Let's move on, kind of clean house. And like you said, I was running the stats too, and – I'm actually kind of shocked in the last four games, you guys are averaging more points per game than us. <laughs> it's funny. I, 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 I say that again, you are averaging more points per game than us. Defensively, we are under 18 a game, which is really good. And I think that's been a big factor for us at least. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit more later, but I, you got to watch out from a little bit when you're putting up every game is over 30 points in the last four games for you guys you got to pay attention to that. It's not, it, I wouldn't say it's a fluke, um, but it's more something to at least watch out for and, and to, to actually take serious heading into this last week because it is a huge game. There's been a lot of factors that have changed. Bill Lazor now calling plays. Mitch Trubisky coming back from that benching. Didn't look super sharp his first night out against the Packers, uh, but since then has been really, really, really good. And David Montgomery. But you guys are no, no strangers to running the football with the three-headed monster of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. 
wow. I mean, you guys are running the ball probably better than, than any Packers team that I can remember in, in my lifetime. Um, you know, Aaron Jones already has over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, I mean, we, we could talk stats all day long. Aaron Rodgers is definitely looking to be the, the favorite for MVP 4,059 yards, 44 touchdowns, 70% completion to only five interceptions. And obviously Devonte Adams, you said it the last podcast that he is probably the number one wide receiver in the NFL. And I kind of thought, well, I don't know if I believe it, but 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. It's really, really, really hard to argue with you. What do you think is so special about the connection between these two guys? It's got to be the trust. And that's, I think, something you see in the greats when you have a, a Tom Brady and Gronk. You know even when the defense knows they're going to him, you still have that ability to, to get the ball to him. And I think what they highlighted in the last game, for those that did watch, at least for watch the Packers game, Devontae Adams, his route running and his ability to get off the line without – and they, they said it perfectly more than I can. I'm not an analyst or else I wouldn't be sitting in, in a couch in a basement. <laughs> but they, I'm using them, so it's not my own words, but – to watch him not even have to put hands on another guy or try to separate and be able to do that. Rogers is a guy you have to build trust with. He, and it, you have to earn it. And that is something that has been his, it's good and bad, I guess, you know, when you earn the trust, he's going to keep going that way, but you've got to earn it. And Devonte Adams has proven time and time again, even with the guys knowing where the ball's going, he's just that good. And I think, it's good that he's getting the respect that, that he deserves. Um, and I think that's been a nice kind of thing to see. And there's the connection between the two. They, they have so much fun, but I, I don't know if you, I guess I'd be curious as a bears fan, I, I'm not, it's not picking on you guys, but as who would be the best connection between your quarterback and receiver to know like you can look at each other and, and see the defense and say, yep, I know he's going to go seven yards out in a quick slant this way and maybe do a double move. You know, you're on the same page without even seeing anything. It's clear that Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson have a connection. Allen Robinson going over 1,200 yards this season, uh, Mitch being his primary quarterback, but it's nothing like Devontae Adams and what Aaron Rodgers have going on. It's, it's an unbelievable connection. I, I think what I've been most impressed with is also his ability to be a decoy. Obviously, if you watch that Titans game and our founder, uh, Mike Page, if you go to Bear Down Report, you can see does a film breakdown of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And one of the plays, Devontae clears out a safety and St. Brown was just as wide open as wide open can be uh, because you have to respect the best wide receiver in the game. Now, I know stats don't necessarily tell everything, but you guys are on this five-game win streak. Uh, how have the Packers fared since the last time the Bears and the Packers met? What, what I'm actually the most excited about, I know the points have probably dipped a little bit, and that's, I think, going to happen as you get more tape, you get more film, people are watching. You're, you're playing teams the second time around. We had the Lions the second time around. Um, so I think you're going to have some of those aspects of just – adjustment but when I see our defense is putting up numbers that they're doing and they're not you know worldly number or world numbers here as far as I mean they're averaging a turnover a game they're having four sacks a game and they're holding teams under 18 points and under 300 yards a game I was not expecting that out of our defense the way we've been starting off in the beginning of the season it's 
They've really turned it around. They're getting pressure. And even on the times they're not getting the sacks, they're getting the pressure to the quarterback. And I think that's been a huge aspect where um, Savage has a couple different interceptions or he's been coming on strong. Amos can do his thing. And then Jair Alexander, like I mentioned last time, I told you how good he was. That man is a lockdown corner. He is lights out when it comes to that. And you can put him on your best receiver. I don't know if he's going to go against Robinson. I don't remember. I don't think he went against him a lot last time, to be honest. I don't remember him doing that. But realistically, I was watching Alexander, and he maybe gave up 15 yards total that entire game. But the other guys are coming on strong because of the pressure, which I think has been huge resurgence in the last four or five games, which which is awesome to see. We need that. We needed that. It's so interesting, Ross, that since we talked last time, the Bears' offense has been in a a very upward direction, and the Bears' defense has actually been in quite a downward trajectory. And and when I say this, we're we're talking, you know, relative to the Packers' offense, which is the number one offense in the league right now, uh, is that the Packers offense is maybe I can't even say it out loud, but slightly in decline from where it was at the beginning of the season. Like you kind of talked about, it's going to happen when teams get tape, but the defense, you're right. It's, it's been really interesting. Um, now, since we're kind of segueing into that naturally anyway, I'm kind of curious, is there a matchup for this particular game? I know we talked about it last time. Has it changed at all? Is there any matchup for this game that you're kind of really looking at? I do. And it's because of the defense and here's where I'm switching. I am also most concerned right now. I'm not concerned. I'm actually curious to see how this is going to unfold because of the defense. Now it's more our defensive line going against your offensive line. Where last time, number one, it's always going to be, can we protect, oh my gosh, Khalil Mack and all the guys. And correct me if, I mean, don't get me wrong. Having Hicks out of the lineup was a huge blessing for us. I will give you that. That helped us tremendously that guy is a maniac but I'm looking at this week I got I got to see how those offensive line for you guys are going to hold up against our our rushers see how they're going to be able to hold up if Trubisky gets that pressure and starts getting nervous and here's the thing you've seen it enough so far with him and this is a big big game for both of us which I really like can he handle that pressure not just in the game but knowing what's on the line because correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys lose, are you out? Uh, well, or if potentially, yeah. there's a lot of other weird things, right? Right. So the, the, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams, if the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in regardless. But I think most Bears fans, you know, th- this is a game that matters, win and in. Uh, and you guys win in that first seed, which is the only one that gets a bye, yep. plus its home field advantage. It is a big game for both teams. And very, we are not, we are not guaranteed to get that if we lose and the other two teams, Seattle and New Orleans, win. We actually lose. We go down to the three seed. I don't want to do that. I don't want that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a big difference in this 2020 year. I mean, the playoffs, it's a very, very different outlook. So the matchup that I'm really going to be paying attention to, Ross, is this Bears revamped offense. And especially, it's interesting that you say, the Bears interior, their guard center guard, totally new starters and they have been very, very good as of late, but you're right. Your, your defense has also been great. And then obviously if Jalen Johnson, who is our rookie corner this year out of Utah, if he can get healthy and play, it makes a big difference. If not, 
I, I hate to say it, but I think Aaron is going to probably have one of those days that just gives Bears fans a huge, huge headache. So I'm kind of wondering, can, can the Bears' new offense keep up with, with this, this Packers offense that is, that is just killer? Anything I, else? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Rodgers has, other than the one kind of meh game where he didn't need to because Aaron Jones went off, he's, he's thrown three, three touchdowns a game basically in the last four games. Well, he's almost – this whole year, I should say – when you think about it and he's, he wants that MVP, you know, he does, you know, and he's pissed off from the interception last week. That's going to haunt him a little bit. And I, I agree with you. I, I just don't know. And it's an obvious thing to say Devonte Adams as a matchup, but can anyone on your team really stop him? I, I just don't know. And like you said, even if they do a little bit, the other receivers are healthy We've got Aaron Jones, who's it's a, I think it's actually kind of an overinflated, a little over a thousand yards. He's kind of had one really good game where his touchdowns, I think, had four in one game. So I would kind of take that with a grain of salt. AJ Dillon last week impressed the heck out of me running in the snow against them. And that to me was, it adds another layer of, depending on the weather, which I haven't checked, I don't think it's going to be snowy or anything. Could make things interesting, and but yeah, I don't. I just don't know. I, it's it's a very interesting matchups to kind of start thinking about. It's interesting. We're probably going to be wanting to bet the over in this game. David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears has over a thousand yards, but five hundred of those yards are are in the last five games. And so both teams like to run the football. Obviously, he's setting up that play action game. It's going to be a really really interesting one. Uh, Ross, anything else before, you know, I get to our favorite segment, anything else about this particular game that, that you wanted to talk about? I, I just, you know, I was talking to my dad and my brother or my brother, and I forget what I was talking to. I just love the fact that we're at the, the end of the season game matters. I, I, and it's the bears. Like you, you see it on the schedule and you think this is great, but who knows if you had something to look forward to. Like if you guys would have been knocked out, yeah, you could have knocked us from the one seed to a three seed. Would we have cared as much? Yeah, obviously we want that, especially the given new format like you mentioned with, I'm also interested to see how this kind of is going to play itself out this year. But, you know, to, to have it where it actually is a game that matters for both teams and to potentially knock you guys out or potentially knock us down, I'm loving that. I, the matchups you can look, it's going to be a huge chess game your running game against us to see if we can actually stop that because we have not been that good. And I'm looking at the last few games for both of us. Neither one of us really played the greatest of teams. Uh, we had the Lions and so did you guys. You had the Vikings. We had the, the Titans, which most people were circling that game for us of, all right, let's see what you can do. And you went up 40 to 14 on them and kept Derrick Henry under 100 yards, which is – Shocking. Thank you, Snow and Green Bay. <laughs> well, it's interesting as both both the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers had Derrick Henry look human. And mm-hmm. obviously he is the center point of their offense. It was interesting to see Ryan Tannehill run the way that he did, but he's a much better athlete than Mitch Trubisky is. Mitch can run, but not the way that, that Tannehill can. True, right. but you did see there were some moments, and, and that's where I get nervous about with Trubisky at times where – is it a actually a planned quarterback run? No, but it's the impromptu ones that do make me a little bit nervous at time to keep a play going 
and to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, which is ultimately your best defense when you're playing against us. It's sometimes not even the guys on the field. You're playing defense against the guys sitting on the sideline, waiting his turn just to do his thing. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that's so true. And that's something that I've heard so many times. Every time it's you got to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field whenever possible. Now, Ross, I know you know this is coming, and last time we talked, this wasn't a segment that we threw out to guests, but we have realized that, that it is a missed opportunity, <laughs> and so we are very excited to ask you, what is your unpopular opinion? I, I have two, if you want me to go with two. Please, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go a little more of a, a current one right now. My unpopular opinion right now, people might hate me for this. Christmas music is overrated. Thank you. <laughs> oh, someone agrees with me. Yes. No way. Oh, man. Okay. I worked in retail for a short bit of time. And from the day after Halloween all the way through January, they're playing Christmas music. I'm, nope. Done. Not, not, not happening. What about you? Where, where's this coming from? I, 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 uh, I've been trying to think of why... I think it's overrated. Maybe it's just the words. It doesn't really have a ton of meaning, so to speak. You know, you're talking about walking in a winter wonderland. Okay, great. It's snow. I love snow. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I'm not anti-Christmas. Let me put that out there. <laughs> but the music, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I don't care about a red-nosed reindeer. I just, for, there are some great songs. I love some of the traditional Christmas songs, like Oh Holy Night. There's some amazing amazing songs out there but it's very few and far between i loathe when they play it before the holiday before thanksgiving and is it what is in chicagoland 93.9 and all of a sudden it's christmas for two and a half months straight and i i, I just it's I'm, it's overrated i'm sorry that's all my wife. I, I was wants shocking to, that you were yes, going to agree yes, with me. No, no, that's that's all my wife wants to listen to, and I just say no. You can listen to it anytime when I am not around. I, I'm just no, no more Christmas music. All right, you said you had another one, so now I'm curious. You got me going really good on this one, so let's hear the next one. Well, the ones that I wanted to do is like a Chicago one, but then you they've already been used. You know, the I do put ketchup on hot dog. I'm sorry, like I'm from Wisconsin. I'm not from Chicago, so. That's okay for me to say. I do disagree. Ferris Bueller is a good movie. That's a fantastic movie. Whoever said that one, shame on you. That's a fantastic movie. Matt, Matt Clapper, our new staff writer, who actually might be joining us in, in a little bit here. Yeah, he, you know, when he said it was overrated, I think I wish you could have seen the faces of, of the rest of us. But I will tell you this. My unpopular opinion, and maybe it's not as unpopular, but it's kind of, there's a layer to it. I am actually one of those people that cold, like leftovers, sometimes leftovers taste better than the original. That, that to me, I'm weird on. I think a lot of people are like, at least they'll, they'll heat up pasta or spaghetti or pizza or even chicken. I don't care. I'll just take it right out of the, the fridge and just start going to town on it. And, and I just, for some reason, people think I'm really weird, at least the people I talk to. But my brother-in-law and I are the same, but some people... They look at me, or they don't even like leftovers, period. They'll make just enough food and throw away sometimes perfectly good food. I don't know what's wrong with those people. Ross, I'm, I'm having a minute here because 
we'll never agree on our football teams, but, <laughs> but leftovers and Christmas music, we are seeing eye to eye right now, my friend. I love it. I was trying to pick one that you might <laughs> disagree with me on. I'm sorry that I picked two that you no, actually be, agree with me on. Because there are other people that are listening to this that are going to go, I hate these two guys. <laughs> so, they hate so, Christmas and they hate Christmas <laughs> and leftovers. Like, like think about, I mean, I'd rather not listen to Christmas music and have leftover Christmas food my family, we will make, we actually prefer the lunchtime as the bigger meal because then you know you're getting leftovers and you can just take it right out and just start eating it right away. Like we plan that intentionally and other people think we're weird. I don't know. Absolutely. I, that, that's, dude, that's fantastic. Um, I got to say, I've had a couple back and forths on, on Twitter this week uh, with, with a few Packer fans and a couple that, you know, things went really, really well. And a couple of them, you try to be nice, right? And it just, man, there's a lot of hate there, but not right now, Ross. So I appreciate that. Thanks so much. All right, let's get down to it. How do you see this game playing out? And if you would, please throw us a final score prediction. Well, I was wrong the last time. I think I was a little bit under, a, I think I gave your, your defense a little too much credit not thinking we were going to go to the four zero range. And I don't think I see us getting that again. I, I really don't. I don't see Rogers just going off for, you know, 350, 400 yards and four touchdowns. He's probably going to get his touchdowns though. He's probably going to get his two, at least maybe three. Oh man, this is a tough one. I think I got to put us in that 31. I mean, I know it's right on what we've been on par with recently, but I just think 31 Packers, and I'm going to have to probably give the Bears, I think it could be a close, I think 31-24. All right. That's really interesting. So beardownreport.com, we have our staff picks, and I actually picked the Bears in an upset special, 34 Ooh. to 31 over the, over the Packers. So we were both thinking that the, the Packers are going to score 31 points. So my question for you then is how did you come to that? Because I'm giving Trubisky at least – I'm thinking he's probably going to get two touchdowns. I think Montgomery just – our run defense has not been the greatest, and I think we'll be suspect of that a little bit. I think he'll probably get in the end zone. Uh, I could see Allen Robinson. I could see Mooney maybe getting one, just kind of spreading it around a little bit because, you know, you've got the receivers to kind of be able to do that and some speed. I just think Rodgers is going to get his three. I think one of our running backs is going to get one, and then Crosby's going to chip one in. That's how I got the 31 to the 24. But you got to explain yours a little bit because it's an upset, and that's a lot of points against us, man. Well, but again, so, so it's, it's par for what's been going on. And I know a lot of people have said the Bears have played some bad teams, but they've actually played some teams that have some decent defense. And so this new run first offense that the Bears have going, I think, is going to do exactly what the Bears need it to do, which is control the ball. Now, do I still see Aaron Rodgers maybe throwing for four touchdowns and the Bears losing, you know, 35 to three? Yes, I absolutely think it's possible. But you know what? It's it's almost well, as people are going to be listening to this, it is now the new year 2021. Anything can happen. Playoffs on the line. Why not? Right. I got to root for my guys just the way that you got to root for your guys. Will I be surprised if the Packers win? Not in any way, shape or form. But, you know, my friend, you've always got to go with your heart. So that's what I'm thinking. 
Ross, I just got to say thank you so much for being a part of the Bear Down Report. We appreciate it greatly. I'm hoping that you'd be willing to come back next season. Uh, fans loved hearing it, hearing your stuff, and obviously, uh, you know, you and I being friends makes it even better. So if you'd be willing, we'd love to have you back next season. Absolutely, we'd love to be back. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, and we got to get some, maybe get a couple more people on here too, and have a little two-on-two -two or something. If I can get find a oh, another man. fellow Packer fan to join me against you guys, <laughs> that sounds great. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. All right, my friend, take care of yourself. We'll see you later. You too. Happy New Year. Same to you. So. We had one guest, Ross Kotzma. We want to thank him again for being our Packers insider. And now we've got our new staff writer uh, helping me out with this, Matt Clapper. Thanks, uh, Matt. Folks, if you have not been to BearDownReport.com and read Matt's latest article, you have to. It is everything that you think about when you think about Bears-Packers rivalry. Your wife is a Packers fan. Man, how did that happen? You got you to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, big time, too. Well, you know, the, the thing is, my wife is from uh, Milwaukee suburbs, okay? So her mom grew up in Green Bay and uh, went to St. Norbert's College and for a time um, was actually, you know, a Packer cheerleader for a couple of years. My father-in-law is, um, he's not from Green Bay, but he's from Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, and, you know, is just as every bit of Packer fan um, as my, my, uh, my mother-in-law. So, so they are, you know, 100%. Uh, I mean, it's to say they're a diehard Packers fan is an understatement, everything. And I mean, everything in their house is Packers, you know, and, uh, and rightly so. But, um, so of course, you know, and I write about this in the piece, but they've been inundating us with, you know, Packer this Packer that, T-shirts for the kids, bibs, sippy cups, a teddy bear with a Packers jersey on it. It just, it literally never ends. And, um, you know, my wife and I have had a few disagreements about it, a few discussions. We'll just, we'll call them discussions. And uh, her, her take on it was, she said, okay, you have a natural advantage because bears like kids like like bears like maybe not the chicago bears but bears right if you give them an option between bears and packers like oh yeah who doesn't love fuzzy bears right um so that's why we um that's why i allowed my son jack to keep his packer sippy cups and his teddy bear with the packers jersey on it because they said okay fine you're right you know good point um and let's be honest the real reason why my son is drifting uh, if not completely already gone to the green and gold is because they win. They're on prime time. You know, they make mama and grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles really happy. And the bears um, don't give me the same kind of joy. So well, it's interesting as I was reading your article, which again, folks, if you have not read it, you have to read it. It's really, really, really good. And it, it, it made me think about the same thing that I wrote in my quick hits right after the Bears-Packers game. The last one where the Packers dominated basically from start to finish was, we can't call this a rivalry. It hasn't been a rivalry in a very, very, very long time. Now, Matt, there are playoff implications on the line. If the Bears win, they're in. The Cardinals could also lose to help the Bears get in. If the Bears somehow upset the Packers, the Packers are no longer that number one seed. They no longer have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. 
How do you see this game playing out? Before you, you got on, I got to talk to Ross, and he said that he was picking the Packers 31, Bears 24. I said, hey, I'm calling for an upset, which everybody knows I'm picking with my heart, not with my head, because, hey, what's the fun in, in, in saying that, that they're, the Bears are going to lose this one? But I picked the Bears 34-31. How do you see this game playing out, and what is your final score prediction? Well, the, I'll tell you my, my, um, my prediction at the end, but what I want to say is that, uh, you know, trust me, every ounce of me, every part of my, my soul and my being uh, wants to believe that the Bears are going to win this game. Um, and of course, you know, yes, they do have a chance. They do have a shot. Both teams are actually playing for real stakes here, which is, feels like that hasn't happened in a while between the Bears and the Packers, but you know, obviously the Bears, um, for all intents and purposes, are in a must-win, a win-and-in situation. To be quite honest with you, and, you know, yes, I'm a Bears fan. I would love for them to go to the playoffs, but I do not want to see them backing into the playoffs by virtue of another Cardinals defeat. I want them to earn it, and there's no better opportunity to, um, to do that this weekend against their, their longtime rival. So that being said, uh, the way that the Bears are going to win this game is basically to continue the recipe of what they've done for the last, uh, you know, three or four weeks where they've been on a, they've been playing much better football. And the difference is this up until four weeks ago, the Bears threw the ball and this is, uh, this might surprise you, but they threw the ball 65% of the time, which was second, the second highest ratio in the league in the last three weeks that number has gone down to 49%. They have actually, in the last three weeks here, actually run the ball more than they've, they've, they've thrown it. Uh, by the way, the only other teams that have attempted, uh, have a higher run pass ratio than the Bears in the last three weeks, Tennessee, Baltimore, no surprise there, um, and Cincinnati, who also hasn't had a quarterback. So they've, they've kind of had to, been forced to run the ball more. But what the Bears need to do is they need to run the ball effectively like they've been doing in the last month here. That's going to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, number one. And perhaps even more importantly, that has been the key ingredient for this turnaround, for this recent um, you know, stretch of solid play by Mitchell Trubisky. Everything has been predicated on the play-action pass, moving him outside of the pocket, um, you know, some bootlegs and and, uh, th and that's been the difference. So if the Bears can effectively run the ball like they've done in the past three or four weeks, keep number 12 off the field, set up that play action pass, uh, and keep their defense fresh as well, then I think they have a real chance. And obviously that's a really big if, but uh, the Packers do give up a, a decent amount of yards on the ground. So that is the key to success in terms of how I see this game playing out. The past several years have taught me not to be all that optimistic. And my heart wants to pick the Bears, but my brain is going with the Packers 27 to 21. I don't think there's um, any part of me that listens to your prediction and is surprised. Uh, you know, my head is probably thinking that, that the Packers are probably going to win this one, but, but I still have hope right? What, what else? I mean, why not? If, if, if 2021 can bring us any presents, why not a Bears victory? And Matt, to you your point, to right? And to your point, Bill Lazor 
has changed this offense to that run first approach, which you have talked about. And, and you're right. Mitch, Mitch's game is not sitting in the pocket, running that KC style of offense. This Kevin Stefanski zone run scheme that they have been running has worked and it has worked well. And that's Mitch's game. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing this, this success out of him. But the question is, can he do it when the playoffs are on the line? I don't know. I don't know. And you know, my heart says, yes, this is his minute to, 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 to win a big contract and to, to shake off all the, the haters that have said so many bad things about him. But my head says, well, it might not happen. Anything else you want to you wanna throw out about, about this game? Um, or, you know, if the Bears do make it in the playoffs, what you're kind of thinking about that? I just feel that as a Bears fan, they, they have got to find a way to win this game. They have got to find a, find a way to win this game. Um, you know, as I wrote about in the, in the article, it, there are only so many uh, more crushing defeats and uh, heartbreaking losses to the Packers that I can endure. And the Bears are at risk of becoming irrelevant, especially as it pertains to this, to this all-time rivalry. And they, they're going to be at home. They have a win and in scenario that they're playing for they have to find a way to win this game. They just do. And, uh, you know, as far as Mitchell Trubisky goes, listen, I've been one of his biggest critics, um, you know, th throughout the past couple um, years. But, you know, here's the thing is that, they've, like we talked about, they finally have a, a commitment to running the football. And, you know, when Matt Nagy was calling plays, uh, I've always said this about Matt Nagy, but it doesn't feel like there's any type of, system that, that there's not any, there, there's, there's no rhythm to the offense. There's no fluidity to it. And he's not so much a play caller as he is a play collector. There's a gimmick play here, a gadget play here, you know, a jet sweep here. And, uh, and what Bill Lazor has done uh, is he has given them an identity on offense. And that to me has been the biggest key to Mitchell Trubisky's turnaround in the last month here. So um, I'm trying to be optimistic and I think if they can stick to the, with, with the running game and, uh, by the way, David Montgomery, dude, since week 12, wow. Is, has the second highest yards, rushing yards per game average in the league, second only to Derrick Henry. This has allowed Mitchell Trubisky to, um, you know, to, to be effective in controlled situations and to, to use the play action pass, uh, throw, throw the ball to the tight ends take some shots downfield. And let's face it, Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be a guy that's going to be effective when you're throwing the ball 50 times a game. Okay. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, we, we've been down that road. He is, he is what he is. Right. But much in the same way as a Baker Mayfield this year, as a Kirk Cousins, he can be effective. He can be effective, but it's all predicated on that run game. So I'm hoping the bears can do that. And um, like I said, I, I just feel like they have got to find a way to win this game. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But if I had to put money on it, if I had to bet the house, I have to say, I have to say Packers 27, 21, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. I, Absolutely. I really wish I'm wrong. I, yeah, I, all things that you're saying make so much sense. And, and I'm really, I'm struggling to, to disagree with you. I think you and I are seeing things very, very similarly. 
All right, Matt, last question that I have for you. If the Bears win this game, make it into the playoffs, what do you think about Matt Nagy? Does it change how you feel about him? Do you still want him to be the Bears head football coach in 2021 and maybe beyond? You know, I got to say that last year, and I'm not, I'm not avoiding your question. I'm not going to answer it, but last year, obviously the Bears struggled off season. They were able somehow to finish on a high note, on, on a positive note. They, they were able to finish eight and eight you know, win some games on the stretch. The same thing has happened here. And, you know, five weeks ago, everybody wrote this team off and rightly so. Absolutely. Because they, 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 were, they were awful and they were really struggling. So I have to give Matt Nagy credit. He has not lost this team. He has not lost this team. And to be honest with you, when the Bears were up at Lambeau and they were down 41 to 10, you know, that team in that game, I felt like they had quit. And Matt Nagy is this really, you know, super positive guy, almost to a fault sometimes. He has never publicly called out his players. He has never challenged them like he did after that Green Bay loss. And even Matt Nagy, even Captain Positive Matt Nagy called his players out and said, hey, guys, what are we doing here? You got to have some pride. What is this all about? And since then, they played pretty good football, okay, minus a, a fourth quarter uh, let down versus Detroit the following week, but he has not lost this team. And here they are with a chance to control their own destiny, make it into the playoffs. I think what Matt Nagy has done, especially if they win this Sunday is he has bought himself another year. I feel like Ryan Pace probably, you know, again, if the bears win has probably bought himself another year. And of course the quarterback, if they win on Sunday and he plays like he's been playing the last month, he buys himself another year. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad. We can debate that all night. But to answer your question, um, you got to give Matt Nagy credit. He has not lost his football team, and they have an opportunity to, to get in the playoffs here. So I do think, um, I do think that Matt, Matt Nagy is back next year as your head coach. I really tend to agree with you. The one thing that people have been highly critical of, including me, is he's not a good play caller. He's really bad at it. And what did he do? He gave it up so that his team could win. I think that's good coaching. Clearly, you know, it, it, um, we've, we've both coached high school athletes, and there are certain times you go, this is not my specialty. I'm not good at it. You can go out. You can try to get better at it. And if it doesn't work, it's time to ask somebody else to, to help you out with it. And I think he has done that with Bill Lazor. Matt, I want to say Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to your family. For all of those who are listening, Happy 2021. It is no longer 2020, folks. How exciting is that? It is really, really, really good stuff. Thank you so much. Really uh, love coming on the show and uh, look forward to speaking with you soon. Folks, because it is New Year's, there are a few things that we want to be uh, thankful for for 2020. We had a lot of guests this 2020 season, and we need to thank them very quickly. Chris Emma from 670 The Score, Matt Lacoste from the New England Patriots, Garrett Jones, who is an NFL GM candidate and a former NFL player, Mike Fitzgerald, the head coach at York High School in Elmhurst, Illinois, Mike Jelinek, who is a Texas high school football coach as well as a lifelong Bears fan, Kevin Olefsky and Brian Heifel are Vikings guys. Molly Murray 
helped us out with our Lions episode. Ross Kotzma, who you guys heard from through this episode. Logan Bradley, Jack Wright, Mike Page. I'm Ryan Dangle. We obviously want to thank Jeff Cadwallader for sponsoring the Bear Down Report. For all of you that are listening and for all of the content that you have shared, we appreciate it greatly. If you're listening to this podcast and you like it, please leave us a, a five-star review. Uh, tell us how, what you think. We would appreciate it greatly. If you haven't read that Matt Clapper article, please go ahead and do so right now. Folks, I'm really, really, really hoping for a Bears victory. We don't know what's going to happen, but it sure would be fun to, to change the narrative and to, to see how things could go. For all of us at the Bear Down Report, Bear down.